Welcome back to Beside the Point. Um, you're back with Dallin and Parker. We're here, episode eight. Um, episode uh, eight of your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast in the world, um, hopefully. Um, if it's not, let us know what we can do to make it so. <laughs> um, we're not We're not self-conscious, though. We're, we're just, you know. No, not at all. Not at all. We're not jealous. No, not jealous of, of whoever you might be listening to. But, you know, what do we have that they don't? Let us know. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe we could do actually an episode of like our favorite podcasts. Oh, that, that would be, be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. There's a few that we listen to. I know some that we have in common, but it'd be fun to do some that, <laughs> yeah, that neither of us do. That'd be awesome. Um, well, how's it going, Parker? Dal, I, I am excited to hear about your week, about these mummies that you saw yeah so i was talking to parker a little bit about this earlier today texting him um i went to a a town today called teruel in spain and this the most famous part of this city is um the story of los amantes de teruel or the lovers of teruel and basically it's kind of like a romeo and juliet story or a tale of two lovers if you're an avatar fan um <laughs> where <laughs> um lovers cave the lovers cave the secret tunnel man um basically but instead of it being like a written down story it's like a semi true like not nobody's entirely sure how much of it's true but there are there's some stuff that is probably true that basically there's um this man and this woman they both came from rich families, but the guy wasn't rich enough and for like the dad of the of the girl. And so the dad didn't give his approval for them to get married. This is back in like the 1200s in Spain. And so anyways, the guy loved this girl so much. So he goes off to war to get some more money. Um, and while he's off in war, the girl gets news that he died um, and she's super upset about it but you know decides that she's going to marry this other guy who has a lot more money um but turns out that the guy survived and so he comes back to find that his lover is like engaged in is going to be married the very next day to this guy who has more money and basically he goes to the girl and he's like hey can i just like can i get one kiss before i leave just so i know like so that i can leave okay and she says no because like the tradition of the of the time is like you know you're engaged like it's your honor like is very closely tied with your loyalty to one person at least for women um back in that time and so she doesn't kiss him and then he goes and he dies of a broken heart and then um when she goes to the wedding the next day there's a funeral going on at the church and it's for the guy and then she also dies of a broken heart, having found out that he died. So kind of sad story. But basically now, yeah. now in this um, church that they have in Teruel, there's they found like the bodies supposedly of these people, of this man and the woman. Like you can like look inside this little glass case and you can see their mummified bodies. Um, and they're underneath these like kind of like statues of them laying down and they're both holding out a hand to hold hands and they get super close to holding hands, but they can't quite touch because they never got to like Mm. be together in life is kind of the symbolism of that. So overall, really sad story, but (laughs) you know, and creepy to see the mummies, but yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a moral to every story, right? Like moral here is if you, if you don't have money, you can't get the girl. 
that's that's my takeaway <laughs> from your story. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But you if know, you don't have money, you might as well die. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, I mean, that's how it how it is sometimes. At least how it was back in olden days Spain. But that's yeah. uh, that's funny for you to say like the year twelve hundred. I don't know that that feels weird to yeah. me because I feel like I feel like nothing even happened during that time. <laughs> And know, actually, bro. there's an interesting uh, there's an interesting theory that I don't know if you've heard this before, Dallin, but that like the years like 800 to 1300 never actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard this before? Yeah. That like people in like ancient Rome times of like you know Plato, Aristotle were so smart, and then there was just no progress whatsoever for like five or six hundred years and then yeah the 1500s and 1600s came and people are like well maybe those years didn't even happen yeah maybe I mean, it's all just i can't made even up. name a single historical figure from those times yeah i mean there's very yeah there's very very little yeah it's it, it's an interesting theory for sure yeah that just that whole section just <laughs> didn't exist but yeah so who knows maybe these lovers didn't i weren't real at all but um what is crazy is like at this church there's this little like pedestal area and basically a while before they like built the like statues of like them holding hands or, or almost holding hands and stuff basically the church people had the mummies outside standing up like for anybody to see in like this like Ooh, pedestal gnarly. thing <laughs> which is horrifying to think about and, like they just had these just these mummies like standing up next to each other and they they look freaky like they're not they're not pretty <laughs> but there's there's actually a theory that at Disneyland on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride where you like are on a boat that actually one of the skeletons is a real human skeleton really yeah it's like and what a, do you think like have you seen it crazy theory i i have seen photos but i've never i mean the last time i went to disneyland i think it was 8 years old but there's they yeah, this theory that one of the skeletons in the actual ride is like composed of human bones. Maybe it's Walt himself. <laughs> Mr. Disney. Preserving Mr. himself Disney. for all generations to to be traumatized. Let's let's hope let's hope not. Um but well Parker, what do you say we start getting into the tracks of the week? Yeah, let's end end the philosophy podcast and let's get into the the music podcast here. Yeah, that's what the what's, that's what our listeners are here for. They're not here for us. They're here to, to <laughs> hear about some music. Here to listen to our cold takes about a very limited genre of songs that we listen to. <laughs> <laughs> the, out of the six artists that we listen to and have in common and have enough knowledge about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, Parker, let how me, about you uh, hit us first? I think I started last week. Yeah, let me let me hit you with um, with my favorite Smino song. Dallin, have you heard of Smino before? I've heard the name, but I was just looking at his artist page earlier today, realizing that I hadn't ever heard any of his songs. Yeah, so Smino is coming to to tour the United States with Jid um, in oh, February. Yeah. And we're gonna be would there. You, would, would you like to buy tickets when you're down? They come on sale Absolutely. and. Uh, Two days. Yep. <laughs> I think there's so a pre-sale will... code though. We might be able to get them. Oh, okay. Maybe after this podcast, we'll have to cop some tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so Smino and Jid, um, two great artists, but, but Smino, I've been listening to a, a little bit longer than Jid. Um, but yeah, I'll play you my favorite, uh, my favorite Smino song. This is Edgar Allan Poe up. My heart on my 
sleep A punk, a punk, a straight face when I greet Put the Remy on the ice Edgar Allen pulled up, lean on me The deuce, the deuce, the road up to All right, so what'd you think? I like it. I like the beat. It's very bubbly. <laughs> yeah, so um I don't I don't know a lot about who Smino is. Um but I know that he records with a lot of artists that I do like to listen to. So No Name, uh Chance the Rapper records some songs with those guys. Um I think he might be from Chicago. Let me see. Smino. Where are you from? St. Louis, Missouri, later moved to Chicago. Okay, yeah, so he's he's from the Chicago rap kind of genre. Nice. Uh, that's why I feel like I've heard him a lot with, with No Name. He's rapped with Jid before, with Saba. Um, so yeah, a lot of these, these kind of Midwestern rappers that I know and I listen to a lot, but yeah, he's just got kind of a really fun voice and a really cool way of expressing himself. And yeah. I really like this song... I really like the Minds verse on this too. Um, he just gets, you know, really up and, and excited and I don't know, it's just, uh, it's a fun song, you know, kind of a, a goofy, yeah. silly song. And that's kind of how a lot of his music is, just really easygoing. He's super chill, R&B. Um, but I don't know, I, I just, I really enjoy this song. Not for like the complexity of it, but just the sheer kind of goofiness and fun aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, just like to kick back and just kind of like... You know, throw it on, vibe for a second, be in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at these lyrics; they're kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to cool. see him cool. on tour with with Jid. I gotta, yeah, I gotta it'll study be an up. Interesting combo. I know. I gotta study up. I wonder how they're gonna do it because their names are like next to each other. They're not like one's headlining, the other one's opening. So I wonder if they're just gonna like share it or like do one than the other or <laughs> how they're gonna trade songs. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know of only one song that they have together. It's called Baghetti. <laughs> not not Bugatti, Baghetti. Baghetti, <laughs> like like bread. I guess so. Featuring Kenny Beats too. So huh. fun. Well, I'm sure that one people will be going crazy for. Yeah. Okay, so what's your song this week, Dal? All right, my song this week. So last week I laid on a a Halloween song. To start getting me in the Halloween spirit. Um, and okay. I've, I've kind of continued in that vein, but um, uh, I, this one's a little bit a little bit of a lighter tone. So my track of the week this week um, comes from Declan McKenna, and it's called Rapture. It's a good tune. It's um, seems uh seems fun. It, it's really fun. Like so, when I first heard this album, it was pretty. Um, I don't know. It was like around the end of twenty twenty, start of twenty twenty one, I think. Um, and I I don't know. I I had never I like a lot of our friends listened to Declan McKenna in high school. I know, and um, it wasn't until like I heard this album that I really kind of started paying him attention. And this song in particular is definitely one of my favorites by him. It's just like, I've always gotten kind of Halloween vibes from it, especially with the start, just the jet black, jet black. I think it's super cool. 
Um, and then near the end, he just like starts screaming, rapture in my head. Just, he starts popping off. So um, I don't know. I think it's just like a, a fun, and well, anyways, I, I always got Halloween vibes from the song. And then one day I pull up the music video and it totally takes place on Halloween. So I, I kind of oh, called cool. the vibe on that one. Um, but I don't know. I just think this whole album is really fun. Um, he definitely takes like a lot of influence from like David Bowie and like that kind of, you know, spacey, like almost like spacey seventies rock, um, type stuff with the album. Um, but I think he has kind of like a fun, like modern twist on it. Um, so, and I think Rapture is, is a good example of that. And one of the Halloween songs. And then, I mean, in addition to the regular version of the song, um, there's a remix I just barely heard um, a couple days ago. It's a Georgia remix, if you want to pull that up too. Um, it's like got the same kind of Halloween quality, but it's a bit more like dancey. So here, let's, let's play a clip of that. Yeah, I like the uh, the echoey kind of synthy sound that's in this one. Yeah, I might actually like this version more. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I, I like after I gave this dancey one a listen. It's like I don't know. Like, can't you see yourself in like a like a Halloween party, like the we Halloween oh, yeah. weekend, and that's just like playing and people are vibing to it? I don't know. I I get that vibe so hard from it. I think I like the original. I would definitely a little bit have a with, pumpkin on my head. No, exactly. I get like pumpkin vibes from it, which is so funny. Yeah. Because the original is not very pumpkin-y. It's more like, I don't know, ghosty. But then the mm. remix is almost pumpkin-y. <laughs> I wonder if our listeners will understand that. <laughs> it's not we're not talking like pumpkin spice. It's like No, like an actual pumpkin. Like pure pumpkin. But like jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. 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 The feeling you get when you carve a really good jack-o'-lantern that's kind of scary not a goofy one kind of a scary one but like a fresh jack-o'-lantern not like the moldy one no i'm saying like like the minute after you carve it and it's like all crisp still and then you put that on your head and you go dance in a club that's the vibe i get from the remix (laughs) and then you accidentally run into a wall and then the pumpkin explodes (laughs) and then everybody points and laughs at you and says pumpkin boy pumpkin boy (laughs) (laughs) and then you leave and go home and you cry the whole way home and you don't go back to school until after winter break. <laughs> You're so embarrassed. Tragic. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can all relate to that. <laughs> well, Dallin, this leads me into an interesting question that maybe can can start our conversation here. But what would you say is the difference between October Halloween vibe music and October fall vibe music? Oh. That's a great question, Parker. It really is a really good question because they are so separate, even though like they can be occurring simultaneously, you know, because October is obviously in fall, autumn time. Um, but like the fall vibe, I was telling some of this um, earlier, to, earlier this week. Uh, we were talking about how fall probably, or maybe it was with you, who knows? I, all my time is mixed up. Um, but how like fall has the most distinct vibe out of any of the seasons is that like, you know, cause like summer has its vibe, winter has its vibe, spring has its vibe. But I feel like fall, like 
there are things that are so like explicitly, easily, identifiably autumn vibe. I don't know if everybody feels that way, but that's how I feel where there's October, which is, you know, has the Halloween stuff where it's just like kind of spooky stuff. Like plants are dying. Everything's getting colder. And like those aspects of it lead into the spookiness of October and Halloween. But then there's also the wider spectrum of fall where, you know, you're starting to layer up. You're starting to get cozy. There's, it is getting colder. It feels like a, a change in the world, you know, with like leaves falling, stuff happening. I don't know. It's like, it's a very, a very distinguishable feeling. I feel like, what do you, how do you, how do you feel? I cannot agree more. Yeah. I think even from more of like a musical standpoint, I feel like Halloween-y creepy music has more of a synthy sort of sound. So like synthesizer, deep bass, but above everything else for me it's more of a like a fast-paced music so like the reason why that georgia remix of rapture sounds so halloweeny to me is because it's that quick like you know it's that quick kind of rapid beat the synthy eerie sounds but then more of an echoey sort of reverb on the vocals like from a music standpoint that's kind of where i would start to associate things with halloween but then the fall sound for me is more of a slowed down kind of a more of acoustic instead of a synth sound and i think that 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 echoey vibe is still there it's not like the focus but it's more of an element of the sound and it's exactly like you said it's it's like rectangles and squares right one Mm -hmm. can be the other but they can't be the yeah both yeah, yeah like you know one what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. No, but and I agree. Like I think autumn is definitely the most acoustic season. Like mm-hmm. it's just like something about like stripping back like layers of like complexity and just like connecting back to like a lot of times like nature. Like I feel like falls a lot of the time when, you know, summer's over, you've like had a lot of fun doing a lot of stuff, but like fall time is when I typically find myself, you know, going on more walks or like going into the mountains, driving up the canyon, you know, visiting lakes, just like get, you know, stripping back the more electronic things, both like musically and also just like in, in life. And I feel like that, I don't know, that leads into like, I feel like a lot of, in my life, a lot of big changes have happened around the fall time. Like it just feels like a very like transformative time of year. Yeah. So it's like really um, emotional music because of that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you feel the same. Like, do you feel like like things seem to change around fall time? Especially thinking about how like school usually starts around fall. Yeah. And sometimes, at least like in my past, it's always been like new relationships and like new love happens in fall too. Yeah. It's kind of just a time when school's maybe not really like as intense as it could be like later in the winter, but you have a lot of free time and there's like a lot of time spent with friends. And yeah. I feel like that's for me what I tend to associate with fall is like that emotion of the scariness of trying new things and starting new things, but also the mm-hmm. excitement and the euphoria of, wow, this is new and this is exciting and this is fun. Yeah. It's almost like summer is like a big finale of a phase of your life. And then once that dies down, then it's like, okay, now I have an opportunity to like, you know, figure out a little bit more about myself and the situation I'm in and like who I'm going to be interacting with. And 
like I feel like it is just kind of like a a small restart you know I feel like spring always gets a lot of clout for being kind of the the restart season but I don't know I feel like fall is a little bit more of like a uh you know figuring out who you are and reflective and looking forward at the same time so so that being said um Dallin and I have come prepared with a couple of songs to share with you guys they are fall songs mainly what we would consider our top fall songs right now um so add them to your fall playlist stick them on there we know you guys got it um at least for me like even the album artwork on these gives me like very fall sort of vibes i don't know it it was maybe self or subconscious but um why don't you hit us with one of your favorite fall songs Dallin? All right, I'll hit you with with one first. Um, So my first fall song is going to be Epitaph by Hippocampus. Like, if that doesn't scream fall time, I don't know what does. Like, I cannot listen to that song without picturing myself in a canyon with the leaves turning red and brown and green. And not green. Not turning away from green. I mean, it's all the same to me. I'm colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) With the the leaves turning gray. (laughs) With the leaves turning gray. From gray to gray. Gray to a different gray. (laughs) I I think this song fulfills all of those requirements that we just said. I mean echoey vocals acoustic sound slowed down beat nice and simple and especially for me i cannot hear that hippocampus guitar and not think of fall vibes yeah no 100 percent. it's just like i feel like this whole album for the most part and then i mean a lot of hippocampus's music honestly like fits the fall vibe really well but yeah, this one in particular is just like it just transports me into just like around fall time trees it's just like especially where that first like push of music comes in because there's just like his like auto-tuned morphed vocals at the start and then when the first like drums and guitars come in it's just like wow i don't know i love it it's so nice and um i looked up just because like i realized i didn't know what the word meant um before starting the episode i looked up what epitaph means which is From Google, it says, a phrase or form of words written in memory of a person who has died or something by which a person, time, or event will be remembered. And I thought that was kind of like an, a nice an, a nice word to know and a, a, a nice sentiment, especially for like a fall time song. You know, we were talking about how like a lot of big changes happen around autumn time. And like, you know, I feel like it's a very reflective time. And I feel like that idea of epitaph and you know remembering things who that are dying or that have died and then how to move on from them i feel like goes hand in hand a lot with fall time i love it epitaph i'll have to uh add it to my vocabulary yeah i know i don't know how often we'll be able to use that but it's a good word to know (laughs) but yeah i i think that whole album is so good i mean simple season right after that and then poems later on well cool why don't i uh pull up my first song yeah go for it so when i think of fall i think a lot about coldplay and we were talking about coldplay last episode um 
but I feel like especially early Coldplay from like the Parachutes era is what I most associate with Fall. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Parachutes was Coldplay's first EP album released uh, kind of the middle of the year 2000. Um, includes the song Yellow, which isn't one of my picks, but is another really good Fall song mm-hmm. um, that I'm sure a lot of you know. The song that I'm going to choose um, isn't on Parachutes, but was released as a single, kind of like an extra EP during that time. Um, maybe a song that not a lot of people know, but it's called Help is Round the Corner. And I'm going to play a little bit of clip. Come on, come on, oh what a state I'm in. Come on, come on, why won't it just sing? Just around the corner. That's nice. Okay, so, so again, the, the acoustic, this one's just a purely acoustic song. No bells or whistles or even drums or anything happening here. Um, it's just Chris Martin kind of honestly serenading his broken heart. Like, he's had his heart broken. He is helpless. He feels unable to fix this broken relationship that he's going through. And it sounds to me like he's just like waiting for something to come up that's going to save him. He doesn't believe that there is anything around the corner to help him, but it's like he's just, he's hoping. And the line that I love in the song is when he says, come on, come on, oh, what a state I'm in. Um, Come on, come on, why won't it just sink in? It's kind of like the pre-chorus right there. So, um him just saying like I'm I'm in this helpless state like nobody understands me but him just trying to kind of convince himself that something is going to get better. Um, yeah. The reason that it feels really folly to me um, is it's kind of that idea of just so many different emotions happening at the same time. It's that acoustic kind of echoey sound, um, and also the album. Artwork on this gives me really folly vibes too. It's kind of this orange sunset with with like a, a flower. So yeah, no, I really like it. it. Like it sounds like cuddling under a quilt. <laughs> That's how, how it <laughs> sounds to me. It's just like yeah, in like a in a cabin or where, where there's like a fireplace. It's just yeah, it does definitely mm-hmm. give that like his voice with just the acoustic guitar, just very like I don't know. It's like you're receiving a hug or getting a hug or like giving yourself a hug you know it's just like you know and especially yeah with those lyrics that you're reading just like you know waiting for things to get better you know like we were saying Mm -hmm. autumn is a very emotional time i think a lot of people you know people who suffer from like seasonal depression like that's when a lot of a lot of the time when that starts kicking in is kind of the fall time or like beginning of winter and so it's just like yeah i feel like that's a that's a good one. I like that. I haven't, I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. Coldplay has a lot of just hidden music that like nobody knows about. A lot that's actually not even on Spotify or Apple Music or anything. Yeah, they just um, have a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, and the, the interesting thing, I'm just starting, I, I'm reading on this right now. Uh, this is actually a B-side, oh. beside the point. Um, oh. <laughs> hey. It's a B-side from, uh, from the Yellow single. So when that right. was released as a single, they also released this as like a, a b-side edition huh. inclusion yeah cool i like that 
That's a good one. I'll have to add that to my fall playlist. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, are you ready for me to hit you with my next song? Better hit me hard. Okay, I'll hit you as hard as I can Whoosh, through this FaceTime call. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this next one is, like many things in my life, um, I heard about this song through the singer of the band, the 1975, Matthew Healy. <laughs> it's not a 1975 song, um, but he's been posting a lot on his story um, just leading up to the new album that comes out in a couple of days. Um, just posting, you know, memes or whatever. Um, but he posted this song and he just like said like this song is mental or something like that. I don't remember what he said. Um, Classic Brit. But um, the song, um, I really liked it. It's called Scattered Black and Whites by Elbow. So let's play a clip of that. And my sister buzzes through the room Leaving perfume in the air that's what triggered this I come back here from time to time I shelter here someday It's nice, huh? That is fantastic. I, If you had told me that that was Maddie Healy singing, I maybe would have believed you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. It's... I don't know. I I really like. I was coming back home on a on a train coming from downtown Madrid back to um, Alcala where I'm staying, and um, I just like put that song on and it's like a five and a half minute song. But I just like sat there, just listening to it the whole way through. I'm like, man, like it's just there, there's something about it and like the lyrics are very like slice of life. Um, it's like he's not necessarily talking about anything in particular. It's almost just like moves from like memory to memory or like different, like little pieces of like this picture that he's painting. Um, like, you know, you, you read the first, just the first few lyrics. It says been climbing trees. I've skinned my knees. My hands are black. The sun is going down. She scruffs my hair in the kitchen steam. She's listening to the dream I weaved today. Crosswords through the bathroom door while someone sings the theme tune to the news. My, and my sister buzzes through the air, leaving perfume in the air, and that's what triggered this. And it's just like, I don't know, you know, you could, it's just like very like painting this picture. And I pulled up Genius um, about this song, and the singer Guy Garvey um, has a quote on this song where he says, It's memories, snapshots of childhood mixed together in the same way I used to mix together black and white photographs on the floor to mix up my memories and find inspiration. Which... I don't know. Like I, it's just like there's something really beautiful about that. I don't know. Like it, it mm. almost makes me emotional just like thinking about, you know, the memories you've made and had, and reflecting on those and mixing them together and just kind of looking back on your life, in in that sort of way, which you know falls in under what we've talked about with fall time so far. But it's just like, I don't know that yeah. that slice of life vibe is just like really powerful. I think to me. And another big element i feel like of fall music is poet poetry mm -hmm. like I, I feel like fall music does have a big sense of poeticism to it of really carefully choosing its lyrics and painting just a really vivid vivid picture i think these lyrics in this song combined with the combination of the piano and the guitar is really powerful um yeah. i think a lot of fall music does have piano 
and the acoustic guitar added in is a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I watched a movie recently. It's one of the Studio Ghibli movies um, called Only Yesterday. And I really liked mm-hmm. it. And it had similar feelings as, as this song of uh, the movies about this woman who is like trying to find her. She's like 27 and she's trying to find her way in the world. She still doesn't feel like she knows who she is. And basically mm-hmm. details like this short period of time in her life where she's goes back and reflects on her 10 year old self and how those memories have like formed relationships with certain people or formed who she is as a person. It's just like, it was really, I don't know. It's a good movie. I recommend people watch it, but um, I just think that's a really interesting idea to, to like really sit down and think about is just like how, your childhood and growing up and just all your experiences up until where you are now, how those things have formed you into the person you are. And, you know, and I don't know, I I really like that idea. And so this song just like hit me pretty emotionally when I, when I first heard it. Another big element of fall music, I feel like is nostalgia. Yeah. You know, how feeling like things aren't like they used to be, or, you know, things have changed and just, either longing for how they used to be or having an appreciation for how things used to be. Mm. Um, And I feel like that carries me pretty well into my next song, which is Summer Friends by Chance the Rapper. Nice. So I think Dallin knows this song, but let me just play a little bit and we can talk about it. don't get no shine no more. die, time, don't got no time no more. Summer friends don't stay. Some friends just stay, hey. stay around. Yeah. Some friends, some friends. Some friends don't stay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's called summer friends, which seems misleading, but he is talking about kind of like the end of summer and like fall time, isn't he? Yeah, he uses the end of summer and moving into fall as an analogy for how things in his old neighborhood have changed and have evolved um, for better or for worse, right? So the whole story of the song is he grew up in South Chicago in a town called Chatham and talking about all of his friends, talking about how, you know, 79th Street was America then, right? Like that was our whole life. Mm -hmm. But then how you grow up and you, you, you learn and you grow and you see that there's more world outside of where you're just, you know, your small little bubble and starts to realize that there's a lot of bad out there. There's a lot of good out there talking a lot about gang violence in this song, which has kind of a different narrative of, you know, Chicago should do a better job at, at mitigating this violence that's happening. Um, mm. But the reason that I feel like for me, it's kind of a fall sort of song is kind of like that conversation we were just having at the beginning of this episode of, Fall is a new time for new growth and new exploration, new opportunities. And I think for maybe Chance in this song, kind of an appreciation for the life that he's led up to this point, the times that he's had with these friends, um, and maybe moving on from some of these friends too, because maybe those friends are involved in things that he doesn't want to be a part of anymore, you know? And so one of my favorite parts of the song is at the very, very end, Jeremiah comes in and he, I'll just read you the lyrics. It's really fun. He says, when I was so young, before I could remember, I would always treat my gang like family members. Um, And then goes on to say like, 
even when I changed, my friends never changed up. I always bring my friends, my friends, my friends, my friends up. So Hmm. talking about how even though he has separated himself from this gang and from, you know, what they're associated with, it doesn't mean that he's necessarily, you know, disowned them as his friends. Um, And for some reason, that just makes me feel of like fall vibes. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think it does. I think like reprioritizing your life and your situation and your relationships, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Like that does tend to happen around fall time at the start of school, um, as friends move to different places to, to, you know, start work or start school. It's just like, it is like a a transformative time. And like, like the, the, those relationships where, you know, like you might not be disowning people, but like people move to different places, people move on to different things. And it's like, a lot of the time it has nothing to do with any hard feelings or any like falling out. It's just like, you know, people move in different directions. It's yeah. It's an interesting idea. I really like that song. That's one of my favorite chance songs. I think just cause you know, he is just kind of like more in that contemplative state, you know, he's not, you know, I like some of his songs where he pops off too, but like this one, it's like very like low key. He's just kind of like yeah, riding over the beat. And it's just like, it, it's just it, it feels like stream of consciousness almost you know it's not as much like i don't know he's not being as bombastic it's just like he's just letting his thoughts flow out it's kind of cool yeah I, I think that um is a really good point when you said contemplative i think that fall music is really contemplative too of reminiscing on the summer of what you've experienced moving on into that new you know new phase of your life um for me the contemplative feeling of this doesn't just come from his flow but it also comes from like the underlying beat of just the kind of the, the steady and again, there's that echoey sound, right? You have Francis in the light kind of coming in as an echo. So he says, some of friends don't stay. And then they're kind of in the background, like you're my friend Yeah, with these cool lyrics. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun song. The more you hear it and the more you think about it, the more, kind of sad and and nostalgic that it gets but still that's kind of what falls about i don't know yeah no i i definitely agree like i feel like fall time and fall music is always almost like a a bittersweet melancholy feeling of just like sad things are happening but also like exciting and new things are happening it's just like i don't know it really is something very unique especially like talking about it like this like really kind of diving into like what it means to like have like a fall song or like what the fall feeling is it's just like it really is just a powerful time to think about it's like i don't know yeah it it makes me worried that i'm gonna get emotional on my on my next song (laughs) which 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 I'll, i'll hit you with some of the with some of this um so this next song i wish i could talk about this whole entire album maybe if we ever do a, a, a 10 out of 10 albums, this one might come up. Um, but um, I'm just going to choose the, the, the first song off this album. So my third choice for um, the fall music is Cutting My Fingers Off by Turnover off the album Peripheral Vision.
it seriously does make me emotional. Like this, this song and this whole album are just very, it's one of the most powerful albums I know of, if I'm being perfectly honest, one of the most like raw and emotional albums. Um, so like if you have like if either you Parker or people listening if you haven't heard all of Peripheral Vision by Turnover like really especially now that it's fall time give it a full listen through because it is it's incredible um have you heard this album before Parker yeah yeah I mean heard it from you um actually I was just listening to Dizzy on the Come Down oh right before we were starting to record um <laughs> Nice. I've been putting together a couple different playlists this month of like October playlists or kind of calm music playlists and this one uh that that song in particular ended up on my on my playlist but um yeah. no I, I agree that this is a powerful breakup album um mm-hmm. and I think that this song in particular cutting my fingers off had a lot of those elements like we were talking about right the yeah. the soft acoustic the echoey vocals um, I think this one is a little bit more unique than some of the other ones we were talking about, particularly because it does have that big crescendo that comes in in the end. Yeah. And if you guys have been listening, you know Dallin loves his crescendos. I love when a song gives you a big, powerful ending. I love it. Most of the time it's mm-hmm. at the end of an album, but this one's the very, very start. So, um, But yeah, if you don't know, I'll just briefly run through kind of the idea of this song um, for the listeners. Um I'll save enough of it for a future episode if it does come up. <laughs> we'll see. But basically this album is kind of like a breakup album. It like it's kind of a concept album where it the singer talks about like his mental illness, like probably depression and goes through like various like you know throughout his relationship with this girl and like the breaking up with this girl and uh, this intro song is actually takes place at the end of the relationship of him like re- like rethinking it and kind of leads into then the rest of the album where it goes through the stages of the relationship. And so, you know, it's a reflective song already, like thinking back, but there's just something about this song. I mean, the whole album uses kind of the same sounds and instruments, like it stays very much contained sonically in the the, so- the sounds that it wants to use doesn't branch out too much but it still has very you know unique songs song to song but it's just it's got like we said you know all that acoustic-y feeling even though there are like electric guitars and like the drums that come in really heavy especially at the end um it's it is just like really reflective and something that i really love about this and some other songs is how he ties emotional feelings and emotional pain to physical feelings and physical pain, which I know like a lot of people do, but like this one where he just talks about, you know, losing you is like cutting my fingers off. Like that's just so vivid of just like, oh, it's like you, you can envision like how that feels and how he feels about like losing this relationship. Talking about without you, I'd rather cut my fingers off. It's just like, wow, it's just, I don't know. It's a powerful song and it just sounds so fall time, the whole album. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the prestige. I've seen someone cut their finger off. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, but yeah. Interesting idea. And, and just the same concept that follows about this time of thinking on your life, thinking about the emotions that you felt really just, I feel like as the fall time comes on, 
it's like that thing that you talked about earlier with like seasonal depression, how feelings just get more deep and more intense as the weather starts to change. And I feel like this album does a really good job of putting that into words. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, I mean, we sound like a broken record with all these <laughs> things that we're talking about, but it goes to show that the fall vibe really does have like a very specific feeling to it. But um, kind of the what I just thought of that might contribute to it is like, you know, when you have like a week where you're interacting with people so much and like doing so much with people that like, you know, then the next week or the, the weekend, you just like need some time by yourself to just like think and process, you know, mm. it's like, I feel like on a year perspective, at least how it's been in my life is the summer is very much that social and big, you know, doing a lot of things all at once, not having much time to like stop and think, especially because you don't have the responsibility of school a lot of the time. Like, and then fall time, it's just, you know, you kind of need to wind down, bring, pull stuff back. And then it gives you that time to be a little bit more reflective. Yeah. You could almost say that that sort of time gives you uh, like emotional motion sickness. <laughs> you, you could <laughs> almost say that. I, that's such an interesting phrasing, Parker. I wonder why you mentioned hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because my last song is Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. great song um has the uh the ghost on the album cover so yeah very fall in. very fall vibes here um how many times will we say vibes on this episode who knows i know but, i wish we had a better um, word i try to say feeling <laughs> sometimes but vibes just hits it better <laughs> it's the vibes yeah okay that's the last time we'll say that um so Great song, um, super poetic. I, th I think poetry, like broken down to the line, is really interesting. Emotional motion sickness, that is so cool, those three words together. Yeah. And it's cool because it really can't really be interpreted any other way besides exactly how she's trying to get it across, right? Yeah. She, she feels overwhelmed and frustrated but conflicted with these feelings and it's right off the bat, right? She says, I hate you for what you did, and I miss you like a little kid. Yeah. So that contrast between being angry and upset, but also like sympathetic and understanding and also just emotional and, and missing yeah. somebody. And so that emotional motion sickness of going around and around and around is so powerful. So yeah. the chorus happens twice and she says, I have emotional motion sickness. Somebody roll the window down. There are no words in the English language. I could scream to drown you out. And then the third chorus um, kind of transitions into a new phrase. And she says, I have emotional motion sickness. I tried to stay clean and live without. And I want to know what would happen if I surrendered to the sound. If I surrendered to the sound. So super fascinating song. Um, really poetic. It's Phoebe Burgess most famous song and most popular song but it's also my favorite 
Um, but what really gets it going for me is just that first chord, that riff from the guitar yeah. right off the bat. Brum yeah. is so, ooh, it's so juicy. Like it is so, it's so powerful nice. because it's a really soft strum, but it has such a cool, like gritty reverb going on to yeah. it. And I feel like it really plays with the contrast that's happening in the song. No, that's that's a really good observation. I really like that. It's like, man, yeah. I I got to see her in in concert in the summer, and that was her opening song, the first song she played to get into the concert. And yeah, that first drum, it just like it washes over you and really just like invests you in the song. But I really liked what you were saying about the the lyrics on the chorus, where it's just she's talking about, you know, the emotional motion sickness, how she's overwhelmed like to the point of like feeling sick of just like all these conflicting emotions and feelings and then just needing someone to roll the windows down just needing some sort of like escape from these feelings like need like needs some clarity like with like all this confusion that's going on with her and it's just like i don't know i feel like a lot of people can relate to that especially you know at fall time it's just like it's things can be so confusing especially as a young person but i feel like at any age we're just like there's so many there's just so much there's so much and it can be so overwhelming and just like feeling like you need some sort of like escape from it all it's yeah it's 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 a powerful idea and i like what you said where like those three words are they they can only be perfectly interpreted the emotional motion sickness and it's like as someone can say that, it's not like you have to explain the metaphor to them, you know? They, they'll they understand. Hmm. I'm reading some more details about this song. Um, it says during a live performance on Tiny Desk. I've never watched her Tiny Desk before. Really? I, gotta I, I gotta check that out. Um, she says that the song was written about a man named Ryan Adams who recorded her debut album, Killer, in 2015. So he was like her recording producer or something like that. Hmm. And later, after this song and after the fact, um, other artists, including Phoebe Bridgers, came forward and put forth allegations about this person as sexually and physically abusive. Oh, um, anyway, a little bit of context to the song, but just crazy, crazy song. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a powerful song, too. That's, that's a really good one. I, I listened through that whole album just the other day. Also, it's funny that we've <laughs> like subconsciously listened through some of the other person's picks. It's because it's the fall fall music. It really is. Can't escape it. You can't escape it. That's why, like, I'm super actually really excited. I hope we get a lot of responses down below of like people suggesting fall music, because I feel like people have fall music that they go to and that they cry to and that they, you know, that they identify with, and. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear. I want to hear that, like, raw emotional music. And I just got another idea. How about we create a collaborative Spotify playlist? <gasps> Dallin and I are going to add our songs to it, plus several others that we enjoy. And we'll just keep it going throughout October. Anybody who's listening right now can join. We'll post it on... Uh, I don't know if you can post links on Spotify, but we'll, we'll put it up somewhere. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think the artists can post. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. But go ahead and add your favorite fall playlist songs to the album. Um, no judgment if you have different opinions of what fall feels like to you, because obviously, like this was kind of our take 
um, on what fall feels like to us. But yeah, I don't know, big, maybe for yeah, a big part of what we said is that it's very it's a very introspective and personal time of year and like type of music. So you know, be yourself and and yeah, I really I'm curious to hear what people have to say about fall music because yeah, it's maybe, cool. Uh, They're cool songs. Maybe your interpretation of fall is the the Home Depot theme song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But yeah, we, we want to hear it for sure. Man, I'm like all emotional now. I got to like go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, for me right now, it's it's two, but it's uh, 10 o'clock for down in Spain. So yeah, I we'll see. We'll see what I end up doing. But man, the, the, this has been a lot of fun, Parker. The, yeah, fun episode. Um, glad for everybody who's been tuning in recently for all the support, all the texts and all the the messages that we're getting about the podcast obviously like always let us know if you have any episodes that you're interested in hearing and uh, like we've been alluding to we're hoping that within the next couple weeks we'll start to get some guest artists um, on to record with us get some other opinions on here yeah absolutely yeah but in the meantime uh, this is Dallin this is Parker and this has been beside the point podcast we'll see you guys later (laughs) Thank you.